Hi, this is Julianne Price, and welcome to the Life Edit and Design Podcast. Each week, I bring you tips on how to intentionally design your life to be more fulfilling and more fun, because we all want fun, right? This week, we are talking about seeking to be understood. Um, This is one of Stephen Covey's habits. It's uh, habit number five, seek to understand and then be understood. And I feel, you know, this came up from a a situation uh, just about two weeks ago, and I really you know, was kind of mad at the person for not trying to understand my position, yet I wasn't taking any time to try to understand their position. So I thought this would be a good topic for this week. And I think it's important because we really probably don't spend any time understanding what the other person is saying, and we're not even realizing it. So it's a good time to be aware of this, especially if you want to intentionally design a life that is meaningful, well, there's a lot of meaning we're missing because we're so caught up in our own autobiographies. So what what does it mean to be, you know, to seek to understand? So we're trying to figure out, you know, when you're in a conversation with somebody, what is it that they're saying? Like, what's what's the why behind what they're saying? You know, do we really understand what and why they're saying behind the actual words because a lot of times we don't you know especially now with text and you know text and emails so much of our time we don't actually interact with somebody face to face anymore probably 75% of your communication right have switched to some kind of digital medium and so you're not even you're just seeing the words on the page or you're you're hearing them on the surface level and you're reacting and you're not really trying to understand well what were they why were they even writing this or why were they saying this you know what's going on in their mind and if you think about it, the reason you know, we, we react so quickly, but because we were never taught differently, right? In school, they teach you reading, they teach you writing, but they don't really, and they teach you public speaking, right? That's all one-sided. That's all just you. They don't actually teach you listening. They don't actually teach you interpretation, right? So you know how to, you know, make your form your sentences correctly and you know how to use proper punctuation and you know how to maybe stand up in front of a group and not move your hands too much, right? Those are the things they teach you. But what about the really, really basic and important skill of how to listen and how to actually hear? Because, you know, you think about it, when someone's talking to you, isn't your mind automatically going to, how am I going to respond? What am I going to say next? especially, I know for me, if you put me in a room full of people, like in a social cocktail type of setting, oh my God, I, I'm just thinking about what else can I discuss? What else? I'm not even listening to them because I'm just so worried about keeping the conversation going. And I'm so focused on that that I'm not even in the conversation. Like if you met somebody and they said your na- their name and then you start a conversation and a few seconds later, you're like, oh my God, what was their name? You weren't even focused on listening to them, right? You were focused on what you were going to say or it, what you might, they might have been thinking of you. Like, are they, am I dressed okay for this? Or, you know, am I you know, doing something wrong or whatever? You know, you're, you're so in your internal monologue that you're not even listening. So I think that the first thing that we need to do as individuals is learn how to listen. Or if it's not, you know, actually coming at you face to face if it's something that's been pre-recorded or something that is written in a text is try to find the meaning behind the words like what what are they really saying or why are they even saying this and stop thinking so much about what your response is going to be so you know when you're in a conversation that person's standing in front of you think about am I thinking about what I'm going to say next (laughs) am I thinking about how I'm going to prove my point you know, where is your focus? The next time you're in a conversation, just 
stop for a second, you know, you're not listening to him anyway, so you might as well do this, and say, where's my focus right now? And I know I've caught myself doing this with my daughter. I, you know, I want to I wanna help her, so I'm thinking so much about how I can give her advice. And I'm not even listening to what she's saying, and, you know, she's truly trying to say something. Instead of trying to understand it, I'm trying to say, how can I help her? What's the best advice I can come up with in this situation? And I'm missing what she's saying. And, I, and I've, I've heard myself do that with my son as well. Like, oh, I know how to, I know how, what advice to give him. Oh, I, I, you know, instead of trying to say, oh, what, what, what would I do if I was in his position? So think about, you know, in your, in your conversations, what are your, where's your focus? Is it on your response? Is it on your point of view? Is it on a piece of advice you want to give? And then stop and try to decide to listen, really, really listen to what they're saying. And another thing that you might be doing while you're having these conversations that you're not listening to is filtering the entire conversation through your own autobiography, right? You're judging what you think you're hearing based on your own past experiences. And you're deciding, you're pre-deciding if you agree or disagree with their point of view based on your, your experiences, right? So not only are you not really, really trying to understand why they're saying, you're taking what they're saying and they're filtering it completely through your own autobiography, which you know, there's no escaping that, right? That's basic. We, we are human beings first and foremost, and we only have our own personal experience, right? We only have our point of view. We only have our perspective of the world. So it's wrong to say, don't apply your filter. Of course, you're going to apply your filter, but be aware that you're applying your filter, right? To just uh, as you're sitting there listening to this person say, oh, I'm seeing this from my point of view because that's all I have, but could there be another point of view? Maybe I should ask a question or maybe I could try to understand what could their point of view be because they're applying their filter just as much as I'm applying mine, they're applying theirs and try to understand. So the, the example I have is, you know, this lady sent me an email. I volunteer for the library and she sent me an email and I just took this as, you know, oh, you're not even trying to understand what we've got going on and you're trying to judge what we're doing and, you know, and I just went on this attack mode because I had this all through my personal filter of, you know, how dare you question me? You know, I'm a volunteer and I'm doing the best I can. And I wasn't even trying to understand her background or why she was, you know, making the statements that she was making. And I was, I was so angry <laughs> and I'm writing to everybody and, you know, spreading this around, right? Just taking my filter and then applying it to everybody. Like everybody else is going to feel the way I feel because this person shouldn't be asking me these questions and shouldn't be making these statements and totally off the wall reaction. And one of the things that, you know, hit me later and I actually discussed this with a friend was like, oh my God, this is totally a, like a habit loop that I already have from the time when I was working, you know, it's just you were used to being attacked. That was just the culture. You know, everybody was attacking everybody else. Everybody was pointing the finger at everybody else. Everybody else was dropping the ball kind of thing. And you had to defend yourself and had to point out that it wasn't your fault or that you're doing everything right or whatever. There was always this, this defending stance that you had to take. You, you, know, you always had to you know, cover your butt because they were coming after you. And I realized I took that whole habit loop that doesn't even apply anymore. I had nothing to do with the situation. And I was jumping to my own self-defense and I wasn't even trying to understand. And this was just a, an email. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm really surprised because this woman seemed so nice when I, I had actually just talked to her the night before. And I thought, wow, she seemed like a really sweet woman. I can't believe she's attacking me and blah, 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 and going off on my, my tangent. And of course, 
doing what I always did back in my work days, which was gather, gather support, right? So if something happens, somebody attacks you, you get all your troops together, right? And you make sure everybody's on your side so that you could defend yourself. And so that this habit loop was coming. So I had this filter on that I was being attacked and I was following this old sequence of response. So as you're in these conversations, think about, you know, what, what are you doing out of habit? How are you responding? How are you not even listening? Because you've got this habit loop playing that says whenever somebody, you know, does something that I interpret as X, Y, and Z, judging me, questioning me, um, trying to lecture me, I immediately go to, you know, my personal filter and I immediately go into self-defense mode where I'm not even hearing them anymore or I'm taking it to mean exactly what I want it to mean instead of stopping and saying, what, what could be going on here? Like, do you ever stop and think, you know, and this is, I guess, one of my tips for going forward is stop and think, what, where are they coming from? What does this look like if I were on their side, if, they, if I was this person? So in the case of the lady writing the email, like, why was she writing this email? What, what's going on in her head that she feels the need to write this email? Um, you know, I never even took the time to understand. I just took it the way I, I wanted to take it, and I reacted. I'm sorry, my dog is hitting my microphone, so if you hear any noise. Um, so you have to kind of really stop and think. And, and the funny thing is she wrote me a follow-up email to my follow-up email. And in the email, she was still, you know, I could see she was defending herself. And she was writing all the volunteer things that she had done. And, you know, and, and eventually she put in a line, you know, saying, oh, you know, I, I totally, you know, I get why you guys are so busy. And, you know, what was I thinking kind of thing. And so I'm like, oh, I'm justified. But that was sort of like the wrong reaction. Like the reaction should have been, you know, look, she, she's done this. She's been where I am. She understands where I am, but she just, she had a different point of view. She had a different thing that she was trying to get across and I wasn't even open to listening to her. So I felt like there was a missed opportunity where I could have tried to understand her. Um, and, you know, maybe I wouldn't have agreed with her. You know, maybe, you know, I do still have all the, the tasks I have to do in my volunteer role, but maybe I could have approached this very differently instead of feeling attacked I could have just felt like, oh, she cares. That's, that's really cool that she cares. And I didn't. So it was a missed opportunity on me. And it was a whole lot of wasted energy, so much wasted energy and impacting my reputation because I went out and did what I always do, which was gather support. So I spread the situation that didn't need to go anywhere, but between the two of us to all these other people that were on my volunteer team. How silly of me and how, how now I look back and like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. So when you're doing the seek to understand first, it can avoid embarrassing yourself later when you perhaps have misinterpreted the situation or misunderstood the situation and then you come to find out later that you overreacted or you just reacted in a way that wasn't in alignment, wasn't called for. So you can save yourself some embarrassment by just stopping and pausing and saying, you know, do I understand or am I just applying my own, you know, biases and my own life story to this situation, especially especially when it's texts and emails and you don't have the benefit of that face-to-face contact. You have contact. You can't see all the nonverbal things. I mean, she could have been smiling the whole time she wrote the email and she could have been very congenial if we had had the same conversation face-to-face. So you really have to stop and control yourself. I mean, I think being understanding is so much more important now when we only have a piece of the context, right? When so many of the other pieces are missing, we really need to stop and kind of look at where that other person could be coming from. And I think you know, one of my tips is, is really, really step into their shoes. I mean, we talked about empathizing, but there was a woman at work that is in a position of power and is not well-liked, but it's, she's not well-liked because I don't think any of us are taking the time to 
say, well, what pressures are on her and what's driving her decisions? And we've all kind of turned her in this person that maybe she's totally not at all. And maybe she's just doing what we're doing, which is trying to survive in a very tough environment where, you know, the world is changing and she's just doing her best as well. You know, when I was in my volunteer role and I was thinking, well, I'm doing my best. Well, what if she's doing her best? And, you know, why am I attaching my own personal agenda to what she's saying when I have absolutely no idea what's going on in her mind? And in some cases, you can never find out, right? If you have somebody higher up in your organization who puts out, you know, an edict, an email, a new set of you know, procedures or rules, you probably never have the chance to really ask the question like, well, why, why do you want this rule? Or well, how does this rule help the organization? You may never have that opportunity, but that doesn't mean you can't use your, your beautiful mind to think that, well, if I was in their role and I had these responsibilities, how could I have come to the same conclusion? What would have caused me to want to put this rule on? What could have been their motivation behind it? You can use your brain, right? You have, you know, I like the saying that listening is a, a gift, but understanding is a choice. And so you have a choice to understand, or you have a choice to go deeper and find some other meaning and make it mean something other than what your personal biography is saying. Hey, this is what's happening. This is, this is my interpretation. Well, open yourself up to other interpretations you know choose to almost it's almost like removing the veil kind of thing right like you you see everything through this filter and if you take a moment to just stop and say but this is my filter and I totally get it but what other what could be their filter what could be their reasons it kind of opens up a whole nother world right it's like stepping into a book where you get to be somebody else for a while why not step into that in your own life and say hmm let me put on their role their responsibilities and see, would I have come up with the same solution? Or can I at least understand? Maybe I still don't like it, but can I at least understand what they're doing? And if you have a a face-to-face conversation and someone's trying to get their point across to you, another tip is just pause, right? When they're finished saying what they're saying, before you dive in with your perspective or whatever it is you wanna say back, pause for a second. Take time again to, you know, again, have that awareness of, hey, I'm about to apply my own filters, my own life story to my response. And have I really listened to them? And if you feel like I wasn't really listening, I was still focused on my own answer, then ask them a question again. Say, hey, I I heard you kind of say this. Is this what you meant? Or rephrase. So you're saying this, this, and this. You know, those are skills that you've heard those before, like rephrase a person's uh, what they just said so that you could, you know, seek to understand in that tone. Well, do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can do this. Like I noticed a conversation with a friend the other day and I was thinking about, oh, here are the five things I want to say in this conversation. And, you know, she's probably over there with her five things that she wanted to say. And we're just back and forth, back and forth what's going on in our lives. But it's like, did you stop and really listen? Do you really understand like how she feeling with this experience instead of thinking about, okay, now I want to share my experience. Okay, now I'll leave her turn and then it'll be my turn again. Like, really? This is not a tennis match, Right. So take your time and pause. After they've said something, don't rush in with the next thing that you want to say. See if there's something else they want to say in the topic. Just slow down or rephrase. If you found yourself wandering, your whole mind was wandering, rephrase what they said to say, is this what you're saying? Or how did that make you feel? Or something to get some greater understanding of what is going on with them. It's not all about you, right? Your, your autobiography is still there and you don't necessarily need to share it. 
Maybe it's just good to listen to someone else. And if you think about it, we're all around the, we're all here in conversations, not listening to each other. Why not be the exception and be the one who actually does listen? And how does that change your relationships, especially your friendships? If you're the friend that actually listens, truly listens, you know, will you have a better friendship as a result? Because now you'll really understand your friend. It's a missed opportunity to always be thinking about what you're going to say and what you want to share. And, hey, look at me. Here's my autobiography. Like, who cares? You know, you have an opportunity to get to know somebody else, to get to see somebody else's perspective, to really expand your world. So why not go for that? I already know my autobiography, right? I don't, I don't need to keep hearing it and reliving it. But I don't know their story. And wouldn't it be really cool to, again, like step into the character, step into my friend's life and say, huh, I wonder what it looks like from her point of view. Or for even from that person you don't truly care for, is it better to just say, if I could understand where they're coming from, maybe I wouldn't feel so much hostility? And wouldn't it be better if I don't waste so much time being hostile? Instead, I understand where they're coming from and be more empathetic. Because can't you feel the difference between the words hostility and empathy? Like one feels so much more gentler and one feels like, that's relief. Or hostility, you you feel your whole body just tense right up. You You feel the anger. But empathy is like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, you know, I don't need as much empathy. I don't need as much energy to feel empathy. So those are kind of my tips for for what you can do. So when you're in that situation, again, truly focus on what is being said and why it's being said. And pause, ask questions to make sure that you understand what's being said and give yourself the time to understand where they're coming from. It's not so much about getting your point across, right? Unless you're a teacher, you don't necessarily need to get your point across. It's not vital. So listen, understand what they're they're trying to say. And then maybe you'll have a, a more intelligent response, right? Maybe if you know where they're coming from, you can get your point across in a way that makes more sense to them. If you don't know where they're coming from, then you're just going to do what they're doing. You know, you're just going to go back and forth with not even listening to each other. They're not going to hear what you have to say and you're not listening to them. So take the time to actually listen and look at it as building a skill. Look at it as exercise. Just like anything else, it takes practice, but you're going to have a better and more fulfilling life if you have better relationships. And that's with everybody, even with the people that you don't particularly care for. If you can have a better relationship, one that's not hostile, why would you not try to do that? Just listen Try to put yourself in their shoes. Pause if you can pause. Ask questions if you can ask questions. Rephrase what they've heard or what you think you've heard. And then just in general, just strive for a better relationship. You, if you really listen to somebody, they'll feel truly seen and then they'll be more interested in talking with you. And maybe they, you don't get to say your part. Maybe you don't get to impart your great wisdom. Is that okay? Yeah. You know, maybe the person you're talking to doesn't need advice right now. Maybe what they really just need is to be heard. And you could be that person that hears them. So I'd like you to just, you know, practice this. Try to relax into it. Look at it as an adventure. Look at it as stepping into a book. You get to step into someone else's life. Relax. Pause. Don't worry so much about what you have to say. Don't worry about keeping the conversation going. They're giving you plenty of things to ask about. You know, what they're saying is enough to keep a conversation going if you're in a social situation and you're, you're nervous. Just listen to what they're saying and ask questions and be interested. That will keep the conversation going. And if it's a friend, really, really listen to them and try to understand them. And if it's not a friend, same thing. Try to understand. Try to put yourself in their shoes and figure out 
if you can, what their perspective might be. At least be open to it. Be aware that you have your own filter, but that they have the same thing going on too, and they're not going to hear you unless they feel like they're truly understood and that what you're responding to takes into account that you understand where they're coming from. So in my library example, you know, I wish I could have had a do-over. I really wish I could have a chance to respond differently to her and to not be attacked. But now I know. So when the next situation comes where I can interpret it as an attack, then I don't need to. Like I went back and read her email later and I was like, oh, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, come on. I was overreacting. So be aware when those, those habit loops are kicking in and you're responding in a way that doesn't even matter. You're not even trying to understand. You're just jumping to your point of view. There's so much out there. Life is so rich when you decide to see it as a series of experiences that you can learn from instead of a battlefield where you have to defend yourself. So that's what we want to do today, right? We want to design our life to be something we truly enjoy. So here's one strategy. Try it out. Try listening to understand before you have to say your own piece, right? Your piece is not that important. Listen to what they have to say and try to understand it. So that's it for today. I hope you have an awesome day and we'll talk to you next time.